welcome to Haggard's FM, Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And tonight, uh, Dane and I can attest that the uh, six ninety nine um, chicken special, it was, uh, what did they say, it was a Cajun chicken sandwich with uh, Swiss cheese and fries was every bit of worth the uh, special price. So, uh, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling Knight and our special guest, uh, Jesse Gaskell from the South Adams Starfires, will be here with us in a little bit. But for right now, uh, we're into the show, and we're in a weigh-in section of the show. And uh, this is where Dane gives you the rundown of what we're going to talk about tonight. Well, we're going to have a little bit of commentary here on uh, the challenges that uh, COVID will bring and South Adams football as Rex adjusts our microphones here. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, Coach Gaskell's new career as a DJ for the uh, South Adams football program. <laughs> He's rocking that new press box. He, is. he has been. It's a, new, it's a great addition to the new press box. And then in the first period, we're going to take a long, hard look at the South Adams lineup and their outlook for the upcoming season. Talk a little bit about uh, the stars of the uh, Starfire team, Silas Loshi, A.J. Dahl, Carter Lewis, Christian Somerset. And then in the second period, we'll take a deeper look into Coach Gaskell's uh, background and career and uh, what he does in his uh, spare time and the challenges of leading a, uh, a small school wrestling program and talk a little bit about Team State. And then in the third period, we'll take a deeper look at that Team State field and uh, South Adams sk- schedule and uh, some different uh, challenges in this 2020-21 season. And then we'll talk about semi-state football in overtime. And then uh, if you listen to the extra podcast, we'll have some extra content with Coach Gaskell. So once again, we'd like to thank you for tuning in. And uh, as always, we, uh, we encourage folks to come out on Monday nights. There's uh, plenty of room here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, uh, come out and take, partake of that uh, special that they have each Monday night just uh, in, uh, in light of our show being here. So they're uh, looking for a... Uh, Nice crowd to come out and witness the show live. We have a PA system set up uh, here, so if you're in the back of the room, you can still hear us. And if you go far enough in the back of the room you don't want to hear us, you can do that too. And we have a, a full slate of guests scheduled for the rest of the year. Next week we'll be joined by Blaine Culp, head coach of the Columbia City Eagles. and uh, Who is the second most in person, uh, important person in the high school wrestling in Indiana. Uh, we're really picking on him on the show. <laughs> but Blaine will be here the night before his team comes to Decatur to wrestle Belmont for our broadcast opener. Uh, the week after we'll be joined by an official for the first time on our show. Uh, here at the Double Eagle, well, as at least. a guest, as a guest, and uh, t- uh, one of AJ's former wrestlers from Lures, Tony Drysdale, and then the following week we'll be joined by Snyder's head coach Matt Cochran as he previews um, a match between Belmont and his Panthers, and then on December 14th we'll be uh, joined by Hall of Famer and state champion Paul Gunsett, the head coach of the Wrestling Braves, and then on Sunday the 20th. We have a special show, and that's our Team State Pairings uh, Reveal show with uh, the whole gang from Indiana, Matt, uh, traveling from all over Indiana. We'll have uh, Mike Reiser, the individual rankings guru, and Joe Caprino, the founder. and Joe Cappuccino himself will be here? Yes, he will be. And he'll be discussing the four-class Team State tournament now. And then we'll have another show on Monday night, the 28th, as we preview uh, Belmont's match against Penn, the replacement for the Al Smith tournament in Mishawaka. And then that will lead us into our Team State broadcast. And Rex, 
A big letter went out last week, and we'll talk about this later in the show, but it sounds like 1A and 2A are still on for the Coliseum, which is great news really for WCBD. Uh, they found hosts for the 3A and the 4A tournament, but as of right now, 1A and 2A are still set up for the Coliseum. They have bought out, from what I understand, the main arena also. Really? To further spread out the 24 teams among the two classes. So uh, I know we had some concern about picking up Adam Central and South Adams Wrestling for more broadcasts this year and then them getting separated and not being able to do the same or the teams on the same day. But uh, we're hopefully going to have all three teams in the same area and we'll be able to bring you a full day of coverage. And whoever's idea that was that was able to make it work out, I think we give them a big pat on the back because that's a phenomenal idea because, you know, going there to a semi-state, uh, people have been to different semi-states around the state don't realize that uh, the Fort Wayne Memorial Coliseum is one of the best places to watch a wrestling match. Uh, the, the crowd is away from the wrestlers. you got a great view. You can see all four mats, and uh, it would be a great place to have the, uh, the 2A and 1A state championships. And anybody who <clears throat> went to the first couple of tournaments when it was at Westfield and then when they moved it to Muncie. And Ball State. Just, and, it, once they moved it to the Coliseum, it really felt like a state championship uh, environment. And with all three county schools there this year and with Bluffton there, uh, just a, a lot to, to look forward to. And uh, let's just hope that with everything COVID-related that we can make it to uh, January 2nd. So, Rex, you and I were uh, at Southwood. and uh, We were there in body but not in spirit because I was so cold, Dane. Why would you ever have a regional championship football game at a place that has a press box not large enough to be inside? And I was, I was okay when it first started but by the time the second half rolled around my toes were so frozen i couldn't feel them until i got back to bluffton almost on the way home but it was just miserable great football game i mean it kind of made it worthwhile but it was just not the best place to have a football game that night i thought for sure you were <coughs> going to get into a brawl there about first or second quarter <laughs> with a gentleman in front of us and i didn't know if you were going to have to have dave nathan come to your rescue and uh, i don't think dave was going to help me if that guy started taking swings dave was out of there i know he was but there was a big heavy bench right between us so i had some distance i could uh, bob and weave a little bit maybe i hate to tell you what if you get into a brawl and your two backup fighters are dave nathan and dane filling <laughs> you're probably not gonna win i'm down for the count stay down rocky so, uh, you know, we're, we're just one week away tomorrow from the opening uh, match of the year. Really excited. Uh, Belmont comes into next Tuesday's match as the preseason number one in 2A. Coach Culp's team is now in 3A and not competing in the 2A division. But uh, he's really excited about his season. They have a brand-new high school, a brand-new gym. He's got a lot of guys out. He's really hoping to, uh, to, to put a lot of things together, and he keeps building that, that – that program when he was in high school obviously you know they were one dumb head move you know a move away from <laughs> i was there yeah, yeah, i saw it from yeah. a state finals uh, appearance in the old single class team state tournament from making the finals and then you know 10 years ago they were rock bottom in the ne8 in the nhc finishing seventh or eighth but he's got them back now and uh, he's got some really fun duels um, first with belmont here next week He's celebrating their 50th anniversary as a program uh, in a match that we're going to do on December 23rd as they host Adam Central, and uh, just a lot to look forward to. And uh, we are going to be able to cover them two times this year as we'll have the Belmont uh, match, and then we are scheduled to have the Adam Central-Columbia City match. And uh, I think that um, could become a new rivalry. I know we talked to Tony last week, <clears throat> and there's 
things that are kind of, I mean, you like to find those new rivalries to help keep your program fresh. Yeah, he really enjoyed uh, scheduling them for the first time last year. Uh, they came in. Uh, Blaine actually couldn't get his regular radio crew to do it, so he enlisted Eric Myers and me to <laughs> call the match on their Facebook page. But uh, he's got a lot of support in that community, and that's something that he's building upon and uh, that he's really enjoying uh, doing. So, uh, Rex, the Weber family here in Decatur, Brad, Mary, Blake, and Moose, are proud to support high school athletics by helping to sponsor our one-of-a-kind wrestling coaches show. With the civic-minded backing of families like the Webbers and our many local business advertisers, we are able to be the only radio station in Indiana to dedicate a show strictly to the great sport of high school wrestling. Once again, a big thanks to the Brad Weber family and most of all to Moose and all of our many sponsors. And I know that Brad Brad usually listens to a lot of our shows, and uh, I like Brad, I like his family, I like his wife, but I, I like his dog best of all, I think. With that, I'm going to send it back to studio Steve Rouse running aboard for us, uh, as always, so we can play some messages from our sponsors at the studios. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, it's Jessie from Heller Nursery, and the Christmas season is here. We have fresh-cut Christmas trees and greens for decorating. I make wreaths and grave blankets daily. Come to Heller's for your holiday decorations. Poinsettias are a great gift for the ones staying home this season, and we have several new varieties to choose from. Open seven days a week, Heller Nursery is located on 400 West, in between 124 and 224, just west of Decatur. Follow the signs. See updates about Christmas on our Facebook page at Heller Nursery. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. Welcome back to Haggard Septon Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. We are live in the Double, Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And, uh, Jesse, uh, we had this special. Did you have any food down there? You didn't have any food this time? I didn't. I okay. Didn't. Well, yeah. next time you're going to have to come back to witness our show and then get some food. I mean, I know you're all nervous about being on a show. You know, when I eat, they got those pregame jitters. Uh, didn't hey, want to eat. Don't forget, this was the first guest in the history of the show. Yeah. Jesse was last year. It of was course. only up from there, too. You that's, guys, you that's, guys crushed it the rest of the season. <laughs> that's an honor. Someday when he gets into the Hall of Fame and the Coaches Association, he's like, going to list that on his This class. is my stepping stone. Took off from the from the best wrestling talk show in the state of Indiana. It's oh, very true. That's very how we true. advertise it, you know, because it's the only wrestling it show. Is, state. It's working. Too. Well, wait, do you count do you count Grill or Radio? Do those guys know. count. I don't know. They're not really on the airwaves, so I'm not sure if we can consider them legit. But I think we're better than they are. Anyway. Hey, Jesse, I heard you have to work on Friday night now. I do. I'm pretty excited. That's. <laughs> You'll yeah, t- you'll take that. Any day, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be clocking in at uh, about 5.30 and probably won't clock out till. I don't think there will be a running clock, but it'll be a good game and 
it's really exciting news to have the South Adams Starfires get to play a semi-state at home. Um, it's uh, the first time since 1992, which is like, I don't know. That's just that's just that in and of itself is cool to have that kind of environment for um, that that big of a game. And I know a lot of people are looking at the game, and they they log on and they look at the rankings, and they see that Lafayette Central Catholic isn't ranked, and you know they've got they're six and three, and South Adams is ranked number one. I don't care what anybody says. South Adams is playing the defending state champions. I mean, they're the underdog. Yeah, they're a semi-professional team. Yeah. <laughs> And a great, a great program, and it's going to be a great game. And, and anybody who thinks that South Adams is just going to walk over them, I don't think they realize what kind of program that we're talking about. This is going to be a, a, a knockdown, drag-out football game, and it's going to be a great thing to watch. Now, for somebody who watched um, Central get defeated by LCC last, last year, that game was really two big plays. LCC had two big plays, and that was a difference in the whole game. Adam Central played them pretty tough, nose-to-nose, and I, I don't think Adam Central matched up very well with them size-wise, but LCC had two big plays that Adam Central couldn't recover from, and, and that was the game. Okay. And uh, South Adams was full of big plays on Friday <laughs> in Wabash County from a wide-open Aiden Warner down the middle for the first score to them just deciding that they're going to hand the ball off to Nick Miller in the second half, I think he had 16 carries for 67 yards. And when, you know, in 1A football, when you're trying to tackle a 6'3 senior who weighs 240, uh, you know, with a good offensive line, that's hard to do. Now, Dave Nathan had the stat <clears throat> at halftime, the combined total offense between both teams combined was like 735 yards in a high school football game. And there were some great catches too. Yeah. I mean, there were some. There were some. I don't know if it was quite uh, Kyler Murray like yesterday that we saw with DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, there were a couple of plays where Southwood made catches with two guys on, and vice versa with South Adams. So. It, was, it was almost like I'm going to throw the ball, and you just see if your defenders can guard us, and they couldn't. Both teams really had trouble. Yeah, it was the the one fun thing that they said was it was just almost like the two quarterbacks were like, anything you could do, I can do better. And it was that's a fun game to watch, just back and forth. You know, the, their quarterback had a little bit more agility. And, he, and not that uh, James Arnold was not fleet of foot because he was the leading rusher for South Adams the other night, believe it or not. He started, he started the game minus 23 yards rushing for the season. And he had like 75 or 80 yards rushing. So he was in the positive by like 45 yards for the season. Got it all in one game. So <laughs> obviously, Coach, your season doesn't really start until football season's over. Mm-hmm. And I know in um, tomorrow in the Decatur Daily Democrat, the, the wrestling preview comes out, and my first two paragraphs are, are saying that, you know, you're definitely not rooting for the team to lose, mm. but at the same time, every time they win, your job gets a little bit more difficult as you lose less and less of your season. They're not going to push the state finals back for wrestling because <laughs> your football team kept playing. So, yeah. you know, talk a little bit about what you have to do then to take these guys who have gone through uh, an enormous season that started way back in July, uh, ups and downs and roller coasters, and really a lot of pressure from being ranked number one midway through the season, to then having to turn around and say, okay, now another season starts, and now I have no break, and I have to, I have to go, I have to get on the mat within, within two weeks. Yeah, uh, and that's, I mean, even just to say uh, it's been going since the summertime, they've been talking about these games since last year, and so to watch these guys that are hungry to get back to um, semi-state, you know, even regional last week, they're, it, it's exciting. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to take that away from them at all. You know, you're, you're, you're smiling from ear to ear, just getting excited for them to, to be a part of that. But there is that 
difference of wrestling condition and football condition. So when when we're looking down um, down the hallway of, of two weeks to get in wrestling shape, um, and we're talking you know big time tournament, not big time, but but a tough competition tournament in the ACAC conference. Um, where you know our guys are really going to need to turn it around in two weeks and and kind of put in that extra whether it's coming in the morning and um, getting some runs in some sprints in staying later after practice um, just to make sure that they're caught up to, to adequate shape to, to be able to put in and that I mean conference matches um, between the Jay counties the Bluftons and the and the Adam Centrals they come down to a full six minute match you're not pinning somebody and getting off the mat fast so um, when you're going a, a 15 minute play in football to a six minute match, we got to be ready to go. Yeah, it's a fifteen second play. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I've made it quite quite known. I, Grant and I have become really good friends from the coaches show and stuff. Um, he's a great young kid. And I call him a kid because I'm an old man, but uh, he's he's a special individual. Really has a lot of uh, passion for that team. How do you and he work together to go from the, the transition from football to, to wrestling? Yeah, one thing that I dig that that Grant does is he gets a kid to believe in. Um, Maybe maybe the raw materials that he was born and, and gifted with, uh, he gets him to believe in, in more than what they have out there on the field, and um, so I I love that. And and you know if we can gel with that and kind of stack stack blocks on that, you know that's four years of getting a kid who walked in um, just trying to figure out life to, hey I'm a I'm a competitor, and and so I, I, him and I work real well. Just being able to take a kid from the raw materials and, and making them more efficient i guess or more more competitive putting that drive behind them or that kind of reminds me of like the randy kirby's that uh, kind of built that uh went from bluffton to build up the the uh columbia city program he's that way he'd have a kid that looked like joe bag of donuts and the kid would come out and pin some big stud and he'd go 18 and 5 on a season it's like that kid shouldn't have been a wrestler but randy kirby told him he could mm. and he believed him and i mean <laughs> that's all you have to do is believe in it i guess it, it takes a and uh man grant's Grant's just a phenomenal dude um, on it, uh, you know, in and uh, off the field and, and on the field and just um, the trust that he has with those guys to say, hey, I know I'm going to put you in a situation, whether it's a, a kid playing um, safety or a kid a kid playing on the line, just, hey, tr- trust me that I'm putting you in the position that I think you're going to be best at and helping them be successful. Great and coaching staff around him too. Yeah, for sure, <clears throat> absolutely. But yeah, so we'll be there on Friday, and they've they've put me in this DJ role, so <laughs> we'll be keeping keeping the tunes going. Well, I think you've done a great job with it, and uh, I know Rex and I appreciate the uh, the new press box that uh, I think was modeled somewhat after the one that it's that, identical to Bluffton that Bluffton has is what <laughs> yeah okay. is what Jason went after, and uh, it is really nice. But uh, you know, it's a weird it's been a weird football season without. The fans there, you know, South Adams has such good community support, and it's loud, and, and, and this year, you know, it's just a little bit different. And it's going to be the same thing for wrestling as we go through. There's going to be some empty gyms where that energy that you're used to, that that B.J. Farrote put your fist up in the air <laughs> and scream, he's going to be the only one screaming. Uh, and that's going to be something that's going to be different for everybody to uh, to adjust to. Rex, you called it. You said that 
the officials aren't going to know who scored the takedown if you're not going to have all the fans in the stands letting them know or they're not going to know when to call stalling or not call stalling because you don't have well, the fans there. you can hear the coach a lot more clearly because <laughs> we've been at football games this year <clears throat> when there's no fans in the stand and a referee walks over the side and he starts telling a call and somebody's from fan. We actually saw it at Central one night. The referee said he had a holding such and such and the guy said he wasn't holding. He goes, yes, he was holding. He, <laughs> he spoke right back to the guy on the fourth row and it's like, wait a minute, he could actually hear him. Yeah. yeah so we'll have to make sure we're on our best behavior for sure. <laughs> That's definitely something that has changed is the communication between official and coach and coach and players during timeouts that used to be drowned out by crowd noise or the, or the pep band or something is now very, very audible. Even if we're not uh, repeating it, you can almost hear it over our mics in, in some cases. And which I, is, I even praised Jesse one night because the band had not been allowed to come back into South Adams yet. He had the band recorded probably four or five songs and was playing the band during the intermissions, and it's like, okay, the band is kind of here still. So was, I, I praised him for it. It's like, hey, that's a good job there. It's been fun. <clears throat> and I know, I don't know if it has Jason come out with any rules as far as what they're going to do for winter sports as far as fans. I know Belmont has come out and Adam Central has. Yeah, I think we're – I could be speaking wrong, but we're, we're at probably like a 25% where it's going to be just intermediate uh, family and, and um, getting the – two tickets kind of thing rolled out and I, like i said i'm just thankful that we're having a season the fact that michigan is at this point saying eh, we're just, let's, let's put the season on pause it's like whoa whoa, whoa. don't do that down here yet <laughs> like just be quiet maybe nobel saying yeah just exactly. keep on going oh, so. and we're uh you know here at wcbd we're excited because we have um this year the both days of the acac duels where hmm. we'll be following you for cool. for six matches and the friday night acac tournament uh i remember very vividly as uh, we're joined here by one of your assistants, Robert Loshi. When I was a kid and Robert wrestled uh, in high school, the ACAC tournament used to be on a Friday night. And you used to be able to go wrestle on fr- watch on Friday night the ACAC action and then the, the NHC on Saturday. And I used to go with my grandma to watch uh, uh, ACAC tournament on Friday. And then they went away for that for probably 10, 15 years. And now to have it back, uh, it, it's going to be an exciting tournament and a great weekend of, uh, of wrestling. Okay, you just dated me because I refereed Robert's matches when he was in <laughs> junior high, in middle school. So, yeah, that's how old we are. Good memories, good memories. Well, Rex, you always get great food and fun here at the Double Eagle. Open for lunch and dinner, the Double Eagle offers a safe environment for a meal or a few libations. The outside patio is open if you care to smoke. The bar and restaurant are both smoke-free. Sit down in front of one of the 13 TVs to watch all the games or listen to the wrestling matches and the coaches show right here at the Double Eagle at US 224 West Indicator. So the first period has ended. We're going to take a little break here before I come back for the second period. So I'm going to send it back to Studio Steve Rouse running aboard for us as always, doing a fine job. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 
or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Know the warning signs. Know the difference and get help fast. Call 911 immediately if you experience these symptoms of stroke. Numbness or weakness of face, arm or leg. Trouble speaking or seeing. Dizziness or loss of balance. Sudden severe headache. Symptoms of heart attack including chest pain, lightheadedness, nausea, jaw, neck, stomach or back pain. Pain in the arm or shoulder or shortness of breath. Don't take a chance with your health. Allow Adams Memorial Hospital to safely serve you. Welcome back, wrestling fans of the Hager Stephen Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. When we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling, and we're joined once again by our guest, the Southam Starfire head coach, Jesse Gaskell. Well, Coach, welcome. And uh, in front of us we have uh, the, the closest thing that you could come to uh, as far as a roster. With this is his Christmas wish list, isn't it? <laughs> what do you have, three or four guys practicing on a daily basis? What are you, yeah. doing, what are you doing for practice right now? Yeah, we've got, we've got four guys um, that have come in pretty consistently and then a few other that have straggled in just to kind of check it out um, and try things out, see if it's, it's something for them. But, um, you know, we're kind of back in the, in the basics of just getting them – um, conditioned and getting them back in the feel of, of what wrestling feels like. Um, these guys obviously aren't, aren't football players, and so um, some of them, it's um, this is their first first sport back from being off off of COVID and quarantine, and so it's like we're we're getting down to weight, or and, and we're doing some. Um, some just positional stuff that gets them back in wrestling shape. So you know, from watching your a lot of your football games this season more than we normally do, I, I did notice Carter Lewis got banged up a little bit, had a knee injury. AJ Dahl had a knee injury. I think you, they're both those guys have made it back to the football field. And I saw AJ get a bell rung there and I trying to make a tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a took a knee to the helmet and he got up and kind of stay down rocky kind of things. So he got up a little wavery and he kind of got him back up and got him off. But uh, I think he was okay toward the end of the game, but I think he just took a, took a little shot to the head. Yeah, I was talking to him uh, on Friday night just after the game on the bus ride back, and he's doing fine. But, yeah, he caught that, caught that kid's knee pretty solid. And I turned over to my wife as we were watching the game, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that was that was a pretty solid hit to the head. So <laughs> He got up and he just went right back down. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> well, Coach, one of the things that I've noticed uh, as I put this spreadsheet together was that uh, a couple of the kids who were down at the bottom in the in the in the quit column because I like to keep track of of kids even if they don't come out the next year. I had to take a couple of those kids from the quit column and put them back up into the roster. So, yeah. tell us a little bit about how you approach a kid who came out for your team and then decided not to come out and now says that that he's going to come back out and wrestle. What, what's your message to them? Yeah. One. I mean, one. We're thrilled to have you back um but I, I guess just also understanding where different kids are coming in um aspects of life and just trying to help them wrestle with decisions they're making whether it's hey i, I this is where i'm at um i gotta have a car i gotta have a job this is where situations are at home and so um being okay with that and then trying to help them figure out what that looks like and so yeah we've got a couple kids that took some time off to to work last year and and kind of put themselves in a different footing and a different setting at home and um so you know definitely commend them for being able to make those decisions when they needed to and then uh yeah just thrilled to have them back um so welcome them welcome them back obviously with open arms but then also um letting them know that they're still valued on the team at their position they're obviously still gonna have to earn it but um because of them being in the room now, I think that just makes us 
that much more tough. They, they, they know the drill. Um, so it'll just be good to see them back. And, Jesse, we understand why kids quit. Wrestling is not an easy sport. Mm-hmm. It is not, it's not football where you're out there with 11 guys and somebody misses a tackle and it's like, oh, okay, you're budding and you tackle. It's one guy in the middle of the mat. And if you mess up, you mess up. And you have to be able to take that on yourself to know that, yeah, I, can I live with defeat? Can I live with uh, individualism as defeat? And, I mean, it's, it's not an easy sport. It's a very physical, very mental demanding sport. Oh, you don't have to watch your weight in football or track or cross country, but you do in wrestling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that adds a whole nother aspect to the sports part of it. Yeah, sometimes those guys are even too like, uh, if I could just wait one year till that guy graduates, <laughs> then, I, then I know it'll be Richard him. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, you know, we've had we've had a couple of those situations where it's just like, oh, it's going to be such an uphill battle, and and you want you want as a coach to be able to you know walk them through that and talk them through. Hey, that that's that's part of the grind. He's going to be in the position that he is in for now, but stay in it. Keep your head in there. and um, Just remember in life, when you get out of high school, you're going to have life. And you're going to have that same thing. <laughs> you're going to have a guy that's your job right next to you. You're competing for your – it doesn't quit just because you're out of high school. It, sure. it goes on. So, I mean, you'll learn something in high school you may use in your later on in life. Exactly. And the positive from your end, uh, talking about those guys who are coming back to the team, you know, the difference in, in taking a kid who's brand new to the sport, maybe as a junior or a senior, or coming from a different sport, as opposed to a kid who, you know, looking on here, has 12 or 15 varsity matches. There's so many fewer things that you have to explain to them about what's going to happen. I know last year you had a great project in Nick Stuber who came yeah. from a basketball background, right, and then was like, okay, here's what 220 looks like as a senior. And every time he got off the mat, you were explaining something to him, and he was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> you mean I, you can't lock your hands I, when you're on the mat? I understand now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, had, he had some successes last year. He didn't ultimately advance out of sectional, which is probably what maybe your goal was for him. But, uh, you know, he was something that gave his all. If you look in some of the pictures uh, from last year that got put in the paper, he's in the background cheering on his teammates and, and was glad to be a part of everything that there was. But, uh, you know, going back to my point, you, you have some guys with some experience. That's a big advantage, even if they are, even if they did take a year off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think um, even seeing I'll, – I'll throw a name out there. Even just like guys like Jacob Plattner, who maybe started that mid – uh, mid-season or mid-career of high school where it's like, hey, let's let's see how we can get you to jump from sophomore year to senior year. Um, and so, you know, even from sophomore year to junior year last year, you know, big improvement. Um, Had a tough draw last year at sectional. Yeah, for that, sure. That right? was unfortunate that he got put in the in the rat tail round and, mm-hmm. and didn't get to advance because if that if that draw goes differently, he's a guy who could pin his way into regional. And instead, he doesn't even get to score right. because he loses in that opening round. And that was really unfortunate for him. For and sure. I, I see that you have him listed as, as 220 this year. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> if Christian's at 195, mm-hmm. then who knows how much Platner actually weighs. He's just over 182. But uh, he'll be an interesting guy to put at that 220 spot because yeah. he's a guy with obvious strength, we know. And very, um, very, very athletic. I mean, we watch him on a football field, and he's, he's in the backfield making tackles, and he's using a lot of that wrestling ability to get his way through the line. And incredible football season for Platner. Oh, my goodness. And, and, he, and he gets it like he's a, he's a competitor. Like, so you brought that, that uh, match that he had last year. Like, he sees, oh, that's a tough – I'm going to have a tough match ahead. The fact that he can, he can look at a bracket and not just take a guy's name, but it's like, I'm going to need to go a little deeper for this one. Or I'm going to – let's – you know, I think if we would have talked to sophomore Platner, I don't know if that would have been the same conversation. 
And, you know, uh, looking at this lineup, it's a fairly young lineup with just four seniors on the team, the way you have them listed. They're the four heaviest weights practically. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've got a lot of promise. You've got a really great junior class. Um, Logan Bauman was a guy who, you know, I was looking for big things last year, and then he ends up getting hurt, and we didn't really get to see what he was quite capable of. Um, uh, another kid like Landon Haggard, who <laughs> stepped into a role, and was that his first year? Yeah, wrestling? first year last year. Yep. So you know, there's some things where where, where he's learned a lot. Um, you've got a freshman in uh, Colton Bullenbacher. Um, tell us a little bit about him. Oh, Colton's. Uh, I don't know. He's just he's up for a fight. Um, and he, he doesn't really, I think it's the exact phrase that, um, that my dad probably would have used for me, uh, that it's not the, the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog and Colton Ballenbacher is just always up for a fight. And you might even, you might even give him his first lick and he's still going to be standing right there. So I've, I'm thrilled to have that guy. Um, and, he, and even right at a twenty twenty six, that's a tough weight class, um, and, and I think he's going to handle it really well. I used to work with a guy, and he had that phrase, but he, he used to say, it's not the size of the battle, but the fury of the attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's tattooed right back here on my shoulder. And uh, Maverick Somerset's another kid who was really sort of a green freshman last year, wrestling at 20 or 26, and he got into a lot of matches where he just wasn't quite at the same maturity level as a lot of his opponents. But I think uh, from seeing what he's done on the football uh, team so far this year, I think he's a, a kid who's really going to make some improvements in his sophomore season. Yep. Um, A.J. Dahl obviously had a great season. Um, I was talking with his dad, Ron, uh, a couple weeks ago about the match that he had on Friday night. And uh, <laughs> it, it was so much fun thinking the whole week that the Chesterton coaches <laughs> are thinking about Saturday morning or the semifinals, <laughs> and they're not thinking at all about A.J. Dahl. They might not even look at any film of him or even ask about him because, I mean, who is he? He's, he had 11 losses last year. He had eight losses coming in. He's, you know, who is he? And he hits a headlock that if the ring were two feet wider, it would have changed that weight class over. <laughs> completely. We saw the one in semi-state where he's wrestling that kid, and someone's like, Sheets, yeah. yeah they, they didn't tell him about this. Like, God, bam, it was yeah. over. <laughs> and he can hit it on anybody from anywhere, and uh, he, he had it locked tight, and unfortunately they went out of bounds. But uh, it was a pretty fun moment on Friday night, and now that he's got that taste, and we always talk about that with guys who qualify <laughs> for state, you know – you're in the big lights and you're there. You've made it to your goal. But then you come back the next year and you're like, okay, I've already done this. Mm-hmm. Now it's my time to, to focus on my actual opponent, not everything else that's going on, not mom and dad and that kind of thing, but really getting to the next day. I, I think favorite quote from that whole weekend was Robert, um, AJ, and I were walking out of the uh, for the parade of champions. So he hasn't even had his match. Like he's just been down there just taking it all in and he goes, Oh, I'm coming back next year too. And it was just like it was like the funniest thing. Like we haven't even wrestled yet. Like I could go home right now, yeah. and it doesn't matter. It I've was. accomplished. I've I've reached my plateau. I'm there. But what a great opportunity as a guy who's an underdog against a heavily favored kid. Who you you know, if he wins, he's going to go on and, and make top four or make the finals or something. And you've got that one move, and all you got to do is wait for it. And yeah. we saw it with Kyle Lawson, uh, his sophomore junior year, when he had Briar Hall. I mean, on his back for a minute and a half, and Jim Anslinger couldn't give him the, the pin call, unfortunately. But, you know, just waiting for that one moment to really shine and show what you're all about. 
even if you're not up to, to snuff with some of those other guys, that, that you've got that opportunity in that window, and he just about made it happen last I'm going to throw this name out there. Maybe Robert get this. Kid wrestled for uh, West Dell, Bobby Johnson. Bobby Johnson <laughs> had a headlock, and Bobby Johnson's like A.J. Dahl, maybe a little bit better with it, and he hit that anybody. And when Bobby Johnson hit the headlock, match over, because he finished so well, and it's like – I mean, you get beat by a lot of good kids, but you can beat a lot of good kids in 30 seconds because a lot of those good kids are not used to bridging. And you get hammered at a headlock pretty quick and, and the, you get banged on your head a little bit and the lights are, lights are out for a second and it's over. And no matter what you say, that, that Friday night is so tense. You get to Saturday and you know what? You've meddled. And if you lose Saturday morning, you can still get fifth place. And it is what it is. But Friday night, especially when you're a senior, you get put on your back and you think, oh, God, it happened to me. Like, <laughs> it was me that, that this happened to. I'm the guy who got who got. Stuck. I'm a semi-state champion, got took out by a fourth-place guy. Don't let that be you, right? Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, before we move on to the, to the third period, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your background. I, we said earlier that you were our very first guest. But uh, tell us how you ended up in uh, Bern and, and what you do now. Yeah, so um, I moved back to Bern in the fall of 2013. Um, took a position in Bern as the South Adams Campus Life Director, uh, working with Youth for Christ. And um, at the time, uh, Coach Humble was the coach at South Adams. And so I would spend some time just around him and, and as well as be able to um, just get to know the the kids in, in the school and, and build relationships with them and um, so kind of my passion is, is to, to hear the stories that kids are walking through, um, the lifestyles that they're coming from and, and try to be there as a, as a counselor, mentor, um, friend, I guess it's, it's life coach as well as, as coach in the wrestling room. And so it's played, it's played dividends for, um, for just being able to, to see a kid excel at something, um, in the wrestling room but then also excel in life, whether it's like, hey, I found a new purpose in life, whether it's, um, you know, relationship with Jesus Christ or those are just the things that kind of keep you going. So just like seeing that one kid that comes out for the first time and uh, and gets his first win, uh, Thomas Thomas Murphy was a kid last year, uh, two years ago was a kid named Johnny Fry. Those those things keep you going, but then also when a kid um, decides to change his life forever, that's, that's pretty awesome. So. Well, I remember specifically last year at Heritage, Thomas Murphy got a win. Yeah. Uh, and I don't – I remember Michael Rupp had gotten beat by um, – Hoy. Hoy. Yeah. And it was the very first match of the year, I think, for you guys. And mm-hmm. Murphy comes out, and he's got a win. And he, he looks almost like he's never he's never experienced that before. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. And he, and he gets one. It, it, was a, it was a great moment. So uh, talk a little bit about what kind of a resource Barry Humble has been. Yeah, um, so Barry's got the idea to um, to really encourage a kid's head and his heart, which, you know, if, if they hear that in the hallways when I'm at school or they hear it around for me all the time, you know, it's great. Um, but I, I, I'm all about more mouthpieces. You're not just going to hear it from one mouthpiece. If you can hear it from ten different mouthpieces, one of those hopefully triggers with you. And so he's got the ability to be able to talk to a kid's heart um, get a kid's head right, um, and 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 kind of fr- from the same vein um, that we were talking about as Coach Moser and and even us as coaches, he's not he's not promising a kid <laughs> that he's going to be a state champion. He's not walk- some kid walks in the wrestling room. He's not like you're going to be a, the next state champion here at South Adams, but he is going to say, "I will guarantee that there's something that you're going to take 
from this wrestling room that's going to make you better in life. And so, so what kind of uh, role does he play? What what kind of things does he do for you? Is he at practice every day? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's uh, we've we've got not every. Uh, I'd say he's got a pretty cool gig where in December he goes down to Florida, and so there's times where he'll be away. But uh, but one thing that that we're going to utilize with him is just being able to to speak into a kid's life, whether it's you know if he's down in Florida to to FaceTime a kid to to zoom call him from from away and just just hear how life's going to be able to encourage encourage them and um kind of spur them on so yeah we're super excited to have that i've kind of joked around you're like the head and heart doctor for our guys well you know all the years that i refereed um around the different areas uh, barry humble would show up as a coach someplace i mean he'd come up and start coaching someplace that really needed coaching what I saw Barry do more than coach wrestlers is he's coached coaches. He has made coaches. I think if you start counting them up, I mean, there's one sitting right over there. Yeah, that exactly. uh, I mean, Robert followed him to a couple of different schools, but uh, there is probably more former Adams Central wrestlers or former wrestlers of Barry Humble that are now coaches hmm. that have been very successful coaches that are probably better coaches than they were wrestlers. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, then, I mean, that's – just just like us as coaches, we need somebody to be able to to lean on and hear hear their heart and where they've been through. And There's no book that says, here's how to coach wrestling. No, there exactly. is no book. Right, right. Well, guys, Cross Creek Golf Club has the perfect Christmas present for the golfer in your life. Give a gift certificate or save with November membership discounts. This week's weather looks great with temperatures in the 60s. Take advantage of the 27-hole special, only $25 with a cart all day. The pro shop is open from 9 to 5, seven days a week. Closed on Thanksgiving. Strix and golf balls are now buy two, get one free. Cross Creek Golf Club is located below the Double Eagle Restaurant here on US 224 West Indicator. So the second period has ended as the uh, clock has expired. We're getting ready to set the clock up for the third period. We're going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us. We're back with more wrestling talk right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard, Sefton, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery and the Christmas season is here. We have fresh cut Christmas trees and greens for decorating. I make wreaths and grave blankets daily. Come to Heller's for your holiday decorations. Poinsettias are a great gift for the ones staying home this season. And we have several new varieties to choose from. Open seven days a week, Heller Nursery is located on 400 West in between 124 and 224, just west of Decatur. Follow the signs. See updates about Christmas on our Facebook page at Heller Nursery. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724 724- 3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to Hager Sefton Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. We're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And tonight, Dane and I had the uh, special, along with uh, half of his family, the, uh, the Cajun chicken breast sandwich with fries for six ninety nine, And it was phenomenal. That chicken was 
too large for me to eat in one meal, but I did anyway. So I've got lunch for tomorrow already wrapped up, Rex. <laughs> so we're in the uh, third period now, and uh, Dane has some things we want to talk about. Uh, 1A Team State Outlook. Yeah, Coach, we uh, we always like to talk to uh, coaches who are invited to Team State and listen a little on what their thoughts are on, on what Team State means. Uh, obviously, we go back to 1996 when the tournament was implemented and all the way to 2011, 2012, um, when it was one class. It was at Center Grove for all but one year and uh, eight teams, and it was a great atmosphere and uh, something that, that – that Belmont grew their program around, but obviously was not very inclusive because uh, more often than not, it was the same 8, 10, 12 teams who were making multiple appearances. And the IHSAA gets rid of it, and then they bring in the Coaches Association, and the Coaches Association hosts what they think is the best thing that they can do. And it's changed, and it's morphed into a couple different things, but South Adams has been in it um, many times from the Eric Myers era to now your era and uh, has been successful, never won it, but uh, talk a little bit about how you approach that tournament from a recruitment standpoint, from a, a measuring stick standpoint through throughout the year. Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, last, uh, last year we were hit just with a few different injuries and then also just juggling a few different weight classes where, where guys needed to be in places and, and we just didn't have them. Um, but I think this year we're stacking up to be – um, you know, no, no holes. That's kind of when you're, when you're, when you're qualifying for the team state, you can't go in there and give up, um, even one, even one forfeit, one forfeit really, really does you in because the way that on those duels, they start shifting around their lineup. So you got a guy that, um, uh, fills that hole rather quickly. And if you're going to let that hole be open, then we're going to move this guy here. And so, um, when you, when you're looking to start the season, you're, you're wanting to say from top to bottom, we're not going to have any holes and, and we're going to be able to to shift around we want you want that advantage um to make some things happen in your lineup and so i i would say that we stack up uh from top to bottom a little bit tighter than we did last year and um yeah just hoping that we can make make something happen well when you have a stud football team if you can't fill 70 to 85 285 (laughs) you're missing something because there's some phenomenal athletes out there and since you and grant work very well together it's like it's not hard to talk those kids into wrestling because they're competitors and and they're just tough hard-nosed very athletic kids and i mean teams that do not have very good football programs it's hard to get those kids out you might have two or three football players but it's like okay i'm gonna be a football player you gotta have 20 football players and have three of them that like to wrestle yeah and that, I, I would say that uh <clears throat> that's been kind of the motivation uh with a couple of those football players we've still got a couple of them that um still have potential to come out that that would be um would be nice to have and um you know would make us make us tighter or, or allow us to we could slide somebody in and move move somebody around but um man i don't know to be able to Lord willing that we get down the down the way to a state championship for South Adams football. It'd be awesome to go up to Fort Wayne and pull off a South Adams state championship wrestling. So, yeah, if we can see if those guys come out here in a little bit, that'd be awesome. And, you know, from a 1A perspective, uh, there's not much difference. Every year, and if you look back at the records, the team who wins 1A is always in the hunt. There's never a big surprise team. <clears throat> you have to have a certain level of talent. But the difference between third place and 11th place some year is just so microscopic. And in a year with COVID, 
you just never know. You could have the way your pool sets up, you could have a guy from one team and two guys from another team quarantined, and that completely changes the outlook for who you get to wrestle. Because when it comes down to it, it's a 12-team tournament, but you only wrestle four duels. And that's all, you know, you don't get to wrestle the other eight uh, or the other seven, not including yourself. Um, so it, it makes a big difference, especially in 1A. And as we look at your roster, if that's, if that's the way they shake out and you've got 14 weights filled, and Rex and I were talking earlier before you got here, seven guys who've qualified for regional already in their career, that's, that's seven guys who are pretty darn good in 1A. You know, and you, you look at 1A is one of those tournaments that you see some of the teams that came in last year that were very successful are not teams you hear about in wrestling, but 1A – allows them to come in and be the, the North Poses, the Centervilles, those guys that people say, oh, yeah, these guys are tough. We don't see them. Short Ridge or South Ridge and some of those teams that are down there at Belmont wrestled the last couple of years, you don't see them. So it brings teams in from all corners of the state that you wrestle that kind of earlier midseason form that are a little bit different than you're going to see down the road. But the best thing I think that comes out of this team state tournament is the fact that these guys on here that are listed on your list who were under 500 last year, hmm. They mean something to <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Without a team state tournament, you know, th- there's no reason for small schools to coach kids who are just coming out. What's what's the point if they're not even going to score? You know, there's three or four guys on there on your list who are going to be varsity this year and probably won't advance out of sectional, hmm. and they won't score more than two or three points in the sectional tournament. But they could come up with a huge six point victory in the team state, and their whole season would be worth for that for that one moment. And I think that's the nice thing about, about team state. And the thing that gets people here in Adams County. So, so excited about it compared to the way it used to be when it first started. And we were somewhat skeptical about it. Now that, you know, Adam central has been invited all nine years. Belmont has <coughs> been invited seven years. South Adams has five appearances in it. Bluffton's going to be there this year. Norwell was in it last year. Hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's something that, that the community has really rallied around. And Jesse, you have to agree with me. I think it's all about the seeding. Don't you? <laughs> It is, yeah. If you can, man, if you can beat the seed, that'd be the. <laughs> no. You know, he comes up to me after each round. Hey, I went seven for eight, seven for eight. I went <laughs> seven. Right. It's not about you, Dane. Oh, you just... it's going to be something this year <laughs> with well, COVID. Yeah, I was just about to say it's not even so like those holes, but it's like what if about those unforeseen holes where it's or the fact that you know <sighs> Brownsburg wrestles Avon on December fifteenth, and Brownsburg has two guys out, and Avon has three guys out, and Avon wins by one point. <laughs> And then you're like, well, you have to seed Avon ahead of Brownsburg. But in reality, you think Brownsburg might be a little bit better. It is not going to be easy. But you know what? If it's not easy and we still get to have a team state tournament, then Worth by it. all means. <laughs> so what, your percentage is off. Who gives, a rip? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a rip? That so. might have been an asterisk just ahead of <laughs> like, yeah. I think it may so, be. So <laughs> During the COVID era. <laughs> Well, guys, Trevor Gray, auctioneer and realtor indicator, is proud to support local high school wrestling. You know, Rex, my mother and father-in-law decided a couple months ago they wanted to move from Missouri to here in Decatur. There goes the neighborhood. One phone call later, Trevor had four listings for them to tour, and within a week they were Decatur's newest residents, and they were living next door to the mayor. (laughs) If you want to sell or you want to buy, you only need to make one call, and that's to Trevor Gray, 260-223-7503, and ask him about the market. On that day. That's Trevor Gray of Crookerberg Auction and Realty, 223-7503, indicator. Very successful former Belmont wrestler in his own right. And with that, I'm going to send it back to Steve Rouse running the board for us for our final break. Before we come back for the overtime period, we'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. 
new address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital and its doctors is here. Anyone wishing to receive medical attention from the convenience of their own home can now use telemedicine. Adams Medical Group allows you to use telehealth visits to speak directly to your provider from your computer or smartphone. Telehealth visits typically take 10 to 15 minutes and include a diagnosis and, if needed, prescriptions. Call your doctor's office for more information. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, and we're live once again from the Double Clubhouse Grill, as we are every Monday night, along with the uh, special that they have. Uh, we're looking for more people to come out and attend, and uh, we have a very ruckus group tonight, uh, most of them related to Dane, but uh, they are here in full strength. I think they're all. <laughs> t- technically, they're all related. Except for Robert. Robert came <laughs> no, along. No, he is. He is also related. <laughs> How's Robert related? He is my first cousin. Really? You missed that part of the show. reunion down here. (laughs) Man. Well, Rex, uh, it is a full week of sports coverage on Adams County Sports Leader WZBD. Uh, Tomorrow night we have a new game added to the schedule. Bishop Dwanger will be visiting Belmont and uh, Dave Nathan on the call Wednesday. You and I are going to do our last edition together of Hitzer Sports Weekly at 6 with the Jeff Brom Show following at 7.30. Then an off night on Thursday with uh, then Friday. How could we have an off night? I know. It seems hard to believe. I'll wait till wrestling kicks in. There are no off there nights. There are none. On Friday night, then, we have with a 7.30 kickoff. So that's 7.10 pregame. Number one, South Adams, 11 or now against and hosting now. I've got to update my sheet. Lafayette Central Catholic, the defending state champions in 1A at 6-3. and That will be pregame with Dave Nathan. And yours truly. Yes, I have opted out of that one. Rex Brewer uh, doing his uh, grandpa duties, uh, going to go to his grandson's birthday party. Number one, I didn't feel like driving all the way to Lafayette, so I gave it up. And now they're playing at burn. I may sneak over for the second <laughs> half. Well, I'll just sneak in for the second half. It's all fun and games until Jason orders Coon's Den in the press no, box. No, he won't. Then you're hey, going to be upset. I already, 1992, you know there's going to be Coon's Den. I asked him, I said, when are we having pizza? And he said, when COVID's gone. And oh, I, was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Maybe, and, uh, maybe you get some hot slamming cheese sandwiches from the Lock Tang. That w- Lock Tang, hot slamming, hot slamming cheese. Bob Lovell will have Indiana Sports Talk starting at 9.30 on Friday. Uh, we will cut into that as soon as the uh, broadcast is over. Then on Saturday night, we have girls basketball again, Heritage at Belmont with a 7.30 tip. On Sunday, it is a late kickoff for the Colts as they play Green Bay. That will be a 3 p.m. pregame start. And then on Monday night, the Matt Painter Show will precede our show as we preview the first week of real uh, competition. And we'll be joined by special guest Blaine Culp, head coach of the Columbia City Eagles here at the Double Eagle. 
And do you have some podium picks for me this week? Well, obviously the big one is you've got the defending state champs <coughs> against uh, the number one team in 1A. How do you see that game playing out? I tell you what, I, I watched Adam Central play LCC last year. I was not overly impressed with LCC. They went on to win the state championship. I didn't think they were that good. They had a kid that was huge. I mean, he looked like he could have played with the Colts. He was like six foot eight, like 315 or something. But he was not very athletic. Uh, I thought Adam Central, with the team they had, played him pretty tough. I think physically South Adams was bigger than that last year, and I think South Adams would have matched up a little bit better with them. I think South Adams' team this year is just incredible. They have big athletic kids, and I look for maybe some are going to call it an upset, but not me. I think uh, I'm picking South Adams to win that game. And uh, the only other local team that's left is uh, Bishop Lures. Yeah. And uh, Rex, I, I saw some discussion on Twitter, and, you know, teams, when they lose, they just can't let it go. You know, Lures is what it is, and I don't understand completely this complaining about, well, Lures, they're down in 2A. They play 5A and 6A teams during the, during the regular season. There was one person who was insinuating that Lures intentionally keeps their – enrollment low so that their sports teams can have more success and i'm thinking i'm pretty sure if lures could if if enough kids could pay the tuition they'd take anybody that they could in today's day and age so you know some of these things that that people say i'm not quite sure what people are thinking i tell you what i saw lures defeated i didn't watch the game but i saw lures beat an east side team that we saw play on central that east side team was tough they were the real deal lures Beat them in a slugfest like 56-49. That was a very good team. They beat a Pioneer team last week. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on with the success factor. Bishop Lures was up in 3A. We remember Belmont playing them in the sectional finals a couple years ago when they went 0-9 and and then won two games in the sectional. And Lures are back down to 2A. But you know what? That's the size of the high school. And there aren't enough teams in football, unfortunately. It's not like wrestling where we talk about – these 4A and 3A teams, we know, and we've talked about this. You talked about it a lot last year at the state finals. Indianapolis Cathedral, Evansville Modern Day are not classified in that biggest class, but they choose to play yeah. up a division. And unfortunately, uh, for some of these schools, they, they don't choose to play at the level of competition. But you know what? That's their right. And Lures doesn't break any rules. People, well, they, they recruit. Well, they are literally a private school with no jurisdiction. That's what do you think in, Indianapolis does? That's their entire model. And, you know, if we really get down to it, and people don't want to admit this, but it, how many girls basketball players have played at Belmont that lived in Allen County over the last 10 years? How many people from Adams Central just happen to live a, a mile in the South Adams district? Or they, 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 there's all kinds of kids who live in Decatur who go to Adams Central for school. That's the way the legislature has set up high school sports now. And to get all upset about guys living from outside the district and going somewhere else. That's the way that it is. If you start at your freshman year there and you pay the tuition to go to a school in another county, that's okay. That's you what you do. Perfectly within it, the rules. It's when you go to one school and right before the wrestling sectional transfer in to a team, not that anybody would ever do that and get away with it, that's not legal. Now, I correct myself, Lures plays Pioneer this week, right? I get Yes, and I okay. saw that because of Pioneers Championship, they will stay in 2A for two more years. And I know we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, I believe that Adam Central has a very good chance when the new enrollment numbers come out in the spring that they will also be playing 
in 2A. They were one of the largest 1A schools this year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out because Adam Central has a really young team and are going to be really good for the next couple of years. No, I, I, I must say that we've seen that Pioneer team play before. We saw Adam Central play him the year before last when that Jack Kaiser played for him, and that, that kid was a real deal. I mean, that kid was very athletic, and he's playing for Notre Dame right now. But uh, we went to Pioneer and watched South Adams play him here a few years back and mm-hmm. just got hammered, be like 63 to nothing. Yeah. I mean, that is a semi-pro team. They had a team that, that one side, they looked like they were a college team. They, were, they looked like they could have played against the Colts, and that's a high school, 1A high school, uh, 2A high school team. And I think we're, uh, if, you know, South Adams advances, we're going to be lucky enough, Rex, you and I, to uh, go down to Lucas Oil and see some great football teams. And from 6A to 1A, uh, Indiana has a, a really uh, strong set of uh, – what 24 teams left and we get down to 12 it's going to be a lot of fun so we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the show we appreciate uh, jesse gaskell and uh robert loshi coming up and uh, being our guest tonight and uh hope they enjoyed themselves uh repeat guest for jesse and uh I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors that are read on the air and then the ones that are played back to studio and always we like to thank steve rouse for running the board for us and uh, that's another section of uh haggard sefton hershey's Elf high school wrestling weekly hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And with that, tune in next week for another fine show. And don't forget the podcast uh, with the After the Final Whistle uh, on uh, Apple and uh, Android. Welcome back to the extended version of Haggard Septon Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly. This is the uh, extended podcast version for all those uh, podcasters out there. Uh, we still like to thank all of our fine sponsors. They'll bring us uh, on here, and uh, Dane's been working hard to uh, bring those people out here to help sponsor our show. And now we're into the podcast, the double overtime period. Uh, Robert has moved up closer. Maybe we can bounce some things off of him. But yes. uh, Jesse Gaskell is is still with us here. and. Uh, Dane and I, we've talked about some uh, good wrestling tonight, and uh, just the extended version just gets a little bit better. And uh, with all the things going on with COVID, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Robert Falcons comes out and says there will be no overtime this year. Six minutes is all you get. We're going to start calling them ties like it was 1978 again, Rex. Did you have some ties? I got to look. I had the... two. You had one two tie. ties. Sixty-one, six, and one. I, 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 t- I tied uh, Fichter. I got to double check your tied, math tied, uh, here. Make Jim sure that Feature. you're right. We're looking at uh, and speaking of our fine sponsors, it's tattooed on my thigh. Uh, 60, 61, 61, 6 and one. I am super excited to announce from a Belmont perspective that uh, with a very limited crowd allowed this season, uh, that limits Belmont's ability to sell our um, schedule calendars and our media guide and some of our apparel and one of our fine sponsors uh charlie brune at complete printing service will be selling those out of his shop this year so if you can't make it to a match and you're listening tonight you will be able to get um did you sell all your weight class sponsors i did i had 21 weight class sponsors and there's only 14 weight classes so what weight class did i get this year oh gosh i'd have to look at the proof as to what the the vaunted class of 1979 was... Class of 79. There were some studs in that class. I'm trying to remember. I, think I wasn't one of them, but... <laughs> Rex, I think you're on the career winning percentage page, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I remember now. You uh, lost a spot, believe it or not, because Mr. Ike Rubel has just barely moved ahead of you by .34 percentage points. Well, I haven't been wrestling for 41 years. 
That's so they're catching true. up with me. It's so, like eventually uh, somebody's going to catch Drew Brees, but it could be 20 years from now. Well, I'll tell you what. Somebody caught Drew Brees yesterday and landed right on top of him and crushed <laughs> two or three of his ribs and collapsed his lung. Oh. Is that what he, he was That's what he's had. That, unfortunately, I think that may be the last we see of him, if not this year, if ever, which is kind of a sad way to, for him to well, go out. They talked to his coach after the game. He said, you know, when he comes and tells me I'm hurt, yeah, I, I listen yeah, to him out. because he doesn't do that often. He's out. Looking at Ike Rubel, he is uh, 17th now on the all-time win percentage list at 89.53%. Well, what's my percentage? Rex is just below that with 89.19, but you are ahead of – no, I don't see Jeff here, but Jeff Ronzi, your buddy, is just behind you at eighty-eight point five one. That was that was record, right? Sixty-one, six and one. Sixty-six, six and two is Ooh, what the Belmont two ties. Were. Two ties. You'll have to remember what that other one was. But uh, pretty exciting when you think about Ike Rubel. He's got seventy-seven wins in his career. If somehow we can have a full season this year, and he wins thirty matches, and then comes back next year and wins thirty-five or forty. Uh, he's going to be right up there in the 140s, 150s, and, and, and could easily be top five. Impossible for him to match John Sheets, Randy Baker, Matt Irwin. Just doesn't wrestle enough matches now with the way the schedule has, now, you, has changed. You don't have a stat in that book, but I think I probably would hold it. I beat a kid named Garrison from Bluffton one year in the sectional. I beat him 33-3. to three. That is an impressive <laughs> they, they victory. They didn't have tech fall back then, believe it or not. <laughs> if they had ties, they didn't have tech fall. 33-3. to three. I was so tired because I'd been cutting weight all week anyways. And by you didn't ta- have like a towel or something? You just like throw no, it in? No, like, I couldn't pin him. On. I'd turn him over and he'd bridge back off. and like, come on. <laughs> it's like 33-3 to three in six minutes. You know, you, that, that's a lot of scoring. Well, Jesse, we, we have to mention that there is one men, one member of your coaching staff who is not here, and yeah. that is your taller, uh, not as well-bearded brother, there we Josh. Go. There we go. Who was unable, sure to, unable to attend. Uh, who else is going to be helping you out this year? Yeah, so we'll have um, Caleb Sprunger, uh, Isaac Wurst, uh, and then, yeah, pulling, pulling Barry along as well to, to help out with some of those. That's quite a, um, quite a good assistant coach, Barry Humble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got like 900 career wins. Uh, you know what? Hey, he, he did say, he's like, you know, the one thing I miss about coaching the most, the relationships. And I was like, that's oh, awesome. I thought he was stomping <laughs> his cowboy boots. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> belt, bu- belt buckles and cowboy boots. No, it, yeah, he just said relationships. So. And Caleb Sprunger is one of those guys who's great to have on the staff because he just lives and breathes. South Adams Wrestling. He yeah. loves it. He's on the message boards. He's asking questions. Yep. He's looking for information, always looking for a leg up. And, and when you have people who are passionate about your program, y- you find a job for them. You find a spot for them for them to fill. One, one thing I always enjoyed about Barry when he coached is that he would have a disagreement with you, and he'd come to the side, and he'd try and argue it. And he was the most polite well-mannered guy arguing his point and you, you could just tell he wanted to get upset but he that's just not in him to do that and you could talk him down from it and he'd just say gee whiz rex come on <laughs> you know the other guy that was here the, the little bearded guy that coached me he didn't say gee whiz he said he said more than gee whiz but uh he, i mean those guys getting face but barry was very very polite about it let's just put it that way yeah and like you said caleb caleb i think he's his <clears throat> brain works faster than 5G. I mean, he's like, he's like, as far as like, hey, I, I think this is coming down the pipeline, or I think this is this is an, an area. It's just, it's kind of cool to have when it comes to numbers and it comes to seeing some things down the way. So. And that's something that's changed too in the last ten or fifteen years with the age of the internet and all the information that's out there. 
you can't just approach a match anymore with, well, we know the name of the school we're wrestling tonight, and that's it. You know, yeah. you, you just can't because the other team is going to know exactly what you've done the last five matches. They've, they're going to know who's going to weigh in where and, and, and how many, and even to the point where they're going to know how many days it was since the last time you wrestled, what that guy weighed in, because they're mm-hmm. going to text the other team's coach and find out what he weighed that day. Yep. And then they're going to know based on your weight plan whether or not he'll be able to move up one mat, one weight exactly. class or not, and that's and that's a valuable person to have. Yeah, and, and a small school, a lot of times you don't you don't have a staff that. Now big. I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I think this internet thing is going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. That's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. You know, and I always tell my kids, when I was your age, I never got caught texting <laughs> on my phone. Is that you didn't have a phone, Dad? The only phone you had was one that had a cord you had to wrap around a corner and stretch it down there. Now, in 1979, did they have state rankings? Yes, they did. Did they? They were mailed out, correct? Out uh, of Indianapolis, somebody no, it was, did it. No, it was Matt Burns. Matt Burns is the only publication that had it. Uh, I know Sean Froat talks about in the mid mid nineties that they were still. A, it was a it was a subscription service that you paid for, and, and they were sent out, and people would submit information, and then it would come out, and then obviously, uh, late nineties, early you know two thousand. Uh, when Rex Peckinpah was the head of the Coaches Association, he put together uh, a message board. And that's really transformed the wrestling community in Indiana and sort of taking it, taking it to a different level. Whereas uh, when you talk to wrestling people and then you talk to cross-country people or swimming people, they don't realize how interconnected everybody is across the state. You go to the state finals and you're constantly talking to people that you've, that you've interacted with for the last two or three years, but you haven't seen since the last time you were at the state finals. And, and I think that's something that differentiates wrestling from some of the other sports too, is the basketball state finals are great in Indiana. I, I've been to them, but you, you only get eight, 10, 12 teams and their fans and maybe a couple people from the, the, the schools that aren't associated with, but it doesn't matter. Uh, in a regular year, sans COVID, uh, it doesn't matter if South Adams has a wrestler there or not. Jesse Gaskell and Robert Losher are going to be there on Saturday night to, to see the finals because it, it's really a, a larger community where we all really appreciate the sport, and I think that's something that makes it special. So you're talking about all these different teams at the state finals and how it's all these mass people. So a buddy of mine I wrestled with in college, his son was uh, uh, Riley Bedich that graduated last year from Crown Point. So the year before the semifinals, Bedich got to wrestle Borman from modern day. And Randy said he gets in an elevator, and a guy gets in, and he's got a modern-day thing on, and he's got a crown point thing. He looks at him, he goes, you're Borman's dead. And he goes, yeah, your bed is dead. Aren't. So what's the chances <laughs> two guys in Indianapolis in the same elevator and their kids have to wrestle in the semifinals? Probably in the top three. I mean, him and Borman went out. It was a one-point match, and then hmm. Bedich takes third. But what's the chances of two dads in the same elevator? Nobody else in there. And he looks he's like, yeah, my kid's got to wrestle your kid. Yeah. What's the chances? Yeah. There's hey, funny story. We were up at uh we went up to the Al Smith last year and that exact similar thing. There was uh there was a well, a mom who had seen we had South Adams stuff on and she turns around and she says Christian Somerset? <laughs> and I said I'm guessing your son wrestles 195. <laughs> it's just kind of like if you're only worrying about one person of that, who could my kid wrestle or whatever. It's it's interesting how yeah you start looking down the line of other schools. But I mean that that's the kind of thing that you say you don't get that in basketball and wrestling because the the kids are a lot more 
attached because of the close physical contact of wrestling where it's different than basketball or football. And you don't take 80 kids down to like for a football game. I mean, it's a lot more uh, kind of personal. Yeah, and with the Internet and with Indiana Matt, it's so much easier to follow and, and know what you're looking at. And when you don't know any of the names because you haven't seen them before, it's harder to attach what the meaning is when they step out on the map. But when that kid's been hyped for three or four weeks before the season's even started and we know their names, and here in the next week you'll see on Indiana Matt the, the, the rankings that were in the preseason magazine that Joe puts together will be published on the site, and those will be debated, and, the, and people will come out in support of them or opposed to them. And then as the season begins, you'll see somebody drop a weight, and immediately there will be three people on there who, who, who say, hey, he went down to 126. Now what does that mean for 132? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just a lot of fun to be a part of because of how interconnected everybody is. And then every once in a while you go to a tournament, and you talk to somebody, and they're like, how'd you know that? And I'm, well, it was on Indiana Matt. They're like, what's Indiana Matt? <laughs> the Internet well, doesn't quite reach all corners of Indiana. Well, we've got to give a plug to Joe because when we've talked about this before when we've had him on our show, and we talked to him about where he feels Indiana is at with the Matt, and he said, we're the top. We're the pinnacle. Every state in the country calls and asks me, how do you get your Matt page to be the way it is? By far, Indiana Matt is the best wrestling mm-hmm. website in the country. And they look to him for advice. But even if you look at what Indiana Matt is now and what we had five years ago, the the difference is Joe is always uh, improving what's on there. Having schedules on there from a coaching perspective, like you're talking about Caleb being able to find information. Right now you can go on Indiana Matt and see who has schedule points left. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have five schedule points you've got to fill. Yeah. Some of your research is going to involve going on Indiana Matt and seeing who has open matches right. and looking back at their results. In historical data, I was jumping around in one day, and I was just wanting to see who was on there, and I started jumping down, and I found my name. And I clicked my name, and it come up and had my, had my career history. And it's like, where did he find that from the archives? I mean, and, but there's a lot of, but I said, yeah, I found an error. Oh, did there, you? There's well, an error in there. He, he ended up <laughs> apo- approaching the ancient elder who used to post way back when on the old um, IHSWCA.com website and the Easy Boards website and put together the book. Um, and, and he got all of that information and he put it all. And Joe is great with technology, hmm. and that's one of the things that has really separated Indiana Matt from a lot of the other websites. But, uh, you know, as the season gets started here, I know first official contests can happen on Saturday. And there are tournaments that are going to be happening on Saturday. And we'll talk about those in our show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just a great place to go. And we always joke that it, the discussion board has 20% of the content that it used to because the, all, the, all the questions on the message board used to be, well, what about this? What about that? Well, Joe's website has all of that information already on there. You don't even have to ask the question. You just... Go find it. Now, you talk about rankings. I was going through some papers. I was trying to clean out some stuff in the attic, and I found a big stack of Matt Burns, and I found the one my senior year when it came out first, and I was ranked number one in the state at 119, and it was an old newspapery, crispy, crinkly brown because <laughs> it's you know 42 years old. But uh, I found it, and that was it. it was Matt Burns, and that was the only place we got our information from. And Richard J. will never get as much credit as he deserves for what he did for Indiana High School Wrestling. Uh, oh, going, yeah. going through some old pictures in a box that Sean Froke gave me, uh, I found one of him and Jim Hopkins and Mary Free and Helen Mankin <coughs> from probably 1993. And uh, it just the, the level of devotion that he had 
he really was kind of the precursor to that that message board era and uh, deserves a lot of credit. Uh, and we, uh, he is dearly missed. Yeah, unfortunately passed away. Uh, it's been two years now, but uh, always used to sit right in front of where uh, the Belmont section sat and uh, definitely miss him every February. Well, Dana, as our double overtime period runs down in our podcast section, is uh, coming in, we'd like to thank everybody for sticking around and listening to us. And I know that I've heard a lot of people have said that they travel in their car and they'd like to tune it in and <clears throat> listen to the podcast. So I'm glad we can bring this extra extended edition to them for at least another little 25 minutes to help their journey go a little bit better. And, you know, with COVID, uh, <clears throat> next Tuesday, for all we know, that could be the only wrestling match wrestled in Adams County this season. So even if you can't go, <laughs> make it a good one. <laughs> uh, listen, enjoy it. Get get lost. Get lost in uh, you and AJ calling it. Even if you're not a Belmont fan or you're not a Columbia City fan, just enjoy those 14 matches because who knows what's coming down the road. Uh, people in Michigan woke up this morning and found out that they may not even have a season. Um, so you know, whether it's wrestling or whether it's football or girls basketball or whatever just uh, j- enjoy the level of coverage that wzbd is able to uh, well, provide. two years ago on that big match when uh Clemens city had belmont against the ropes and uh, alec mowry comes up with a big match and doesn't get defeated and belmont comes soaring back when my grandson was born that night so it's kind of a epic epic night the 20th of november yeah blaine was disappointed that they they didn't allow them to host any more matches at that little old school um, the tech school, yeah, that they're now gonna they're, they're gonna have it in the new gym, but uh, they actually switched the location, so Belmont will be hosting Columbia City again uh, next Tuesday, and Blaine will be our guest next Monday on our show. With that, we're gonna wrap it up. I'd like to thank Steve for sticking around and uh, taping this for us, and putting uh, having to thank Dave for getting it on a podcast. And with that, we'll be back next Monday night.